0: Hey everybody, thank you so much for pressing play and tuning in to the URC Space Podcast. This is the podcast where we are always intentionally unboxing our lives one beautiful blank space at a time. My name is Nash and I am so excited that we get to continue our dating series today. We're gonna to be unboxing more on dating and what that looks like for millennials today. And my special guest today, he is, oh my goodness, a, a comedian. There was this one time when he and I were, we, I was, we were celebrating his birthday in his hometown and we went out to eat. And I, you know, my, my friends, my close friends always say that I'm funny or, you know, I always crack jokes. And my guest today decided to tell the waiter that was at the particular restaurant, he said, "Do you are you familiar with the Kings of Comedy, which was a very popular comedic tour featuring uh, the late, great Bernie Mac, uh, Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, and D.L. Hughley. And uh, the, the waiter said yeah and he said well my friend Nash here he's like the prince of comedy he's one down below and I just fell out laughing and you know my guest has such an amazing just comedic element about him that he brings to our conversation today and I don't think I mentioned this last week each one of the panelists that are going to be helping us unbox this dating space they were all given the same exact questions but the beauty about Each and every one of them is that they bring a different essence and a different just flair and character to the topic. And it just makes it so interesting. Really, it does. And with my guest today, he just it was just a laughing fit. So I just want to give you a full warning before you go any further. If you're drinking something, if you're eating something. Please make sure that you swallowed and at least for the duration of the show, you you don't try to sneak anything in between because there will be some serious belly laughs that will sneak up on you. And I just love, you know, our conversation diverted into talking about the different five love languages, which I don't know if you're familiar with that, but we're going to get into that a little bit today on the show. And even more than that, my guest today mentions what he believes is the biggest thing missing from people who are involved in the dating scene. I'm going to leave it to him and let him share it all on our episode today, all about love and relationships. I've got my room. my I mean, we go way back, back to the college <laughs> days. I got my homie with me. Tim is in the studio with me today. Tim, how are you? And welcome to the URC.
1: Hey, 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 Sean. Nice to hear your voice again. Uh, I'm doing great. Just uh, got home from a church meeting.
0: Oh, so you real saved. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I just came out of a Bible study myself. So, I mean, don't be over here trying to flaunt who's more saved up on the show. This is my show. Amen. Bless God. Follow me as I follow Christ. Uh, Amen. Amen. Oh, man. No, this is this is going to be so great. I'm so glad to have you on the panel here. So, you know, we're talking about love and relationships today, of course. And so to get things started, Tim, can you state for everyone, state for us, all of us who are listening, what is your status? Are you on the dating scene? Are you contently single? Or are you somewhere in between?
1: Um, I am on the dating scene and somewhere in between.
0: Oh, can you unbox that a little bit? What is that? What does it mean to be on the dating scene and somewhere in between?
1: So, like, I'm not quite there to be to be considered in a relationship Uh but it's like i have someone that we are working towards being committed
0: okay so you're you're dating someone and it's looking like the trajectory is toward a relationship however you're not in a defined relationship correct did we just say too much is this going to embarrass you in bible study next week (laughs) <laughs> it's awful quiet over there yeah. in that baptist church okay uh, next question <laughs> if, if,
1: if, the, if, the, if the church asks i'm gonna say my business that's between me and jesus
0: oh okay all right amen and and we gonna <laughs> and we can send a love offering on that note um so tim can you tell me what has shaped or is shaping your view on dating and love or the lack thereof
1: dating uh so when i was you know dating is can't actually be a very someone uh told me that dating is actually kind of fun is Um, it which opened my eyes Uh, because it's just meeting new people mm -hmm. um learning how they live their life or how they function Mm -hmm. even when there's no intent to be serious or committed Mm -hmm. it's just sure you want to go out to lunch or you want to go out for um dinner or something let's talk and just i'm meeting a stranger just you know, and then didn't your it goes mama from there. didn't your mama um,
0: tell you not to talk to strangers? Excuse me? Didn't your mama tell you not to talk to strangers?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I did find that uh dating was really hard when I was actually looking. Okay. Um, when I it's it's for me it's different. When I'm actually looking for a relationship mm-hmm. or I want to be uh, for a commitment and I was dating, I can never find it. I was like, I don't know. But then when I just wasn't looking, I am just casually going on about my day, casually Mm -hmm. going on dates.
0: Mind your black business. That's when
1: things happen. um,
0: Good things. But
1: um, Yes, good things. Good (laughs) things. So uh, love is something I'm still trying to, let's see, fully define. Okay. I've defined a little bit of love. I understand love. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want a little bit more out of it. But that also comes what I've learned is that comes with, you know, some trials and experience you know, knowing that this is the person that I want to spend I plan on spending the rest of my life with rather than just a few weeks and oh we get <laughs> the a first few... argument, we're breaking up, you know.
0: <laughs> just a few weeks. Um Yes. That's, that, that's actually good. And, and experience was the word that kind of came to mind as, as you were saying that, you know, you really have to, I don't want to say put yourself out there, but you really have to allow yourself to live out different interactions and exchanges in order to kind of find yourself in that place where you feel that, you know, a concrete definition of love and what your Mm -hmm. experience is to commitment and fidelity and all of those things when it comes to a relationship. So Tim, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh Wait, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say, you know, dating also helps you identify your love language, uh, what mm. you need in a relationship, what you don't need, what you're not willing to put up with. Because mm. as you go out dating, you're going to meet different people. Right? You're mm-hmm. going to look at things and say, mm, I don't want that in my life. Mm. Um, Sorry, move on. Um, Or you find someone and you tell them, these are things that I do not tolerate, but these are things that I love. These are... This is how I know that you are feeling me or love me mm-hmm. because I have found my love language as I was dating to find the right person.
0: Okay. Okay. It's interesting. I um, And Tim is talking about the five love languages by, I believe, Gary Chapman. I'm going to leave the quiz to his love languages in the Unbox Good show notes of today's episode. But uh, Tim, it's so great that you brought that up because love languages, I think... it. <laughs> can become a, a a self-centered thing if we allow it. I think you know, we take that test and we find out what our love languages are. Like my love languages, I think my top two were, what are they? And I just had to answer this question for someone the other day who asked me what my love languages were. Oh, yeah. Listen, this is my show. Don't get in my business. Um, The the two love languages. <laughs> my two love languages are. Oh, my goodness. What's, oh, I'm sorry. I know it, it just came back to me. Sorry. It's words of affirmation and quality time, physical touch and acts of service and gifts and all that stuff is, is at the end for me. But it's like I. If I was to focus solely on someone, uh, you know, demonstrating or or kind of giving me quality time and words of affirmation, and I am trying to get to know someone whose love languages are acts of service and let's say gifts, we're not gonna talk about physical touch, amen. Um, If we talk that, you know, then I'm... (laughs) Amen. Listen, we we are sparing the guilty and the innocent on here today. All right, so like I was saying, We are, uh, you know, we want to make sure that we're not just kind of pigeonholing ourselves to what our particular love languages are. But we want to know what all the love languages are, because as you're so eloquently putting it, Tim, as you're experiencing dating and getting to meet people, you're going to have to kind of know how to quote unquote, love that person in the manner in in which they're expecting to be, quote unquote, loved. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I, I really uh, hope, you know, all of you who are joining us here in the conversation today, that you don't just put yourself in the box to think, hey, I just need to know my two love languages and that's it. We need to know all of them, honestly, because... At some point or another, even if it's not in a romantic way, um, there are going to be intimate relationships that we're going to have in different capacities. And just knowing those five different love languages are to a great advantage. In addition to the five love languages, Tim, I don't know. Have you ever heard of the the apology love language and the anger your, the anger language? No, I haven't so heard of that. they're the same, um, the same guy who did the five love languages, Gary Chapman. He also did the apology languages and the anger languages and someone that who I was speaking with had asked me what those words are like oh, I so I took the test my apology love language uh-huh. is uh, repentance um, like if like if someone does something wrong or, or, or doesn't do something that I like I just prefer to see change behavior and not really care too much about the words so I'm gonna put that in the show notes. Uh, for those of you who are listening, if you want to know what your apology language and your anger language is, you can check that out too. So Tim, what would you say? You know, I'm have
1: to check that out. Send me send me the link.
0: Come well, Tim, you're on the show. So when I send you the Oh. Okay. Amen. All right. We're gonna move to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> so Tim, in your opinion, <laughs> But I'll send you the link. Don't worry, bro. I'm gonna text it to you. I I'm not gonna leave you like that. Okay. I'm gonna text it to you. Okay. Yeah. So I'll leave a brother hanging. I'm not gonna leave a brother hanging. It's Black History Month. All right. We gonna keep we gonna keep it rolling. <laughs> so, in your opinion, Tim, since you are someone who are has you're very active on the dating scene, I would say, and you have seen a lot, you've experienced a lot, you've interacted and engaged with a lot. What would you say for millennials, those of us in our generation, what would you say is like the biggest challenge we're facing on the dating scene besides an international pandemic, which is causing, okay, all right. Besides an international pandemic, I'm just gonna leave it at that.
1: It would probably be, in my experience, a lot of people lack substance. Ooh. With social media nowadays, social media. Mm. Um,
0: you so know, finding so you a know, real just one.
1: Just a little bit selfish. Mm-hmm. People really lack substance. Mm. That's and good. And I've been told this actually several times. People, you know, dating, you know, you really have substance. It's like, it's so hard to find. I said, yes, because mm. I make sure I have substance. I make sure I have something else to bring to the table besides what everyone else is bringing to the table.
0: That's right. That's good. You know, that's good. So
1: substances, you know, there's some depth to your mind, to Mm. your emotions, to your spirit. You have things that you, you know, they're not typical. You are something new, Mm. something you're unique. You're definitely different because you have substance. Mm. In a world where it's social media, in a world where, let's be real, there are a lot of selfish people. I mean, I mm. I admit I have selfish moments as well. We all do. But, you know, at some point in time, you have to go from juggle selfish and selfless. Mm. Um, but that ties into substance. Mm. You know, you're just, you're not so cliche. You're like, the world is bigger than my social media. Yeah. The world is bigger than what I see here, you know, sitting in the same town every day. I mean, if you mm. want to stay in your, in your town all your life, that's fine. Yeah, no shade.
0: But there is but, a big you know, world out there have, to explore.
1: You know, there is a big world, and you want to see it. There's a big world, and you you know more than what is taught in school mm. or what you learn little things. You know, you have knowledge of other things, mm. and you have aspirations of other things in life than what's going on, mm. that everyone else is just stuck and always come down to social media. Cause social media has taken me for a toll and I'm about to, you know, I was lacking substance cause I was so worried about social media and what other people were thinking about me. So I'm like, I don't care what y'all think about me. Mm.
0: That's good. That's good. And having and having, I think that just goes deeper into having a sense of self and also Mm -hmm. not looking to be rescued. Um, I think in my experience with dating apps, I've just come across so many different profiles of uh, people who are, you know, girls who are looking to be, how do you say, saved? You know, I'm looking for a man Mm -hmm. to, you know... All right. Let me not go on that track because people are going to write the show. I'm looking for a man who, you know, I'm looking for a man to complete me. OK, there we go. That's safe. All right. So I'm looking for a man to complete me. And whenever I see that or if I ever interact or hear that coming from a woman's mouth instantly, I just I, I shut down because I am a complete person and I'm not looking to take any of myself to then pour into someone else mm-hmm. to make them complete. We are complete people mm-hmm. wanting to meet complete people. Yes, we're unfinished, and that's one of the themes of the show here, but we're also unfinished as a whole person. and it's not that I'm a half mm-hmm. person trying to meet another half person so that we can just be um you know, just a hot mess together. I almost said Whitney and Bobby, but okay i'm I'm gonna <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on here. I'm gonna get in trouble with this episode. Ooh, God you, help uh, me.
1: No, you did you did re- you do bring up a good point because some people are looking... And that was me as well. I was looking for someone to complete me. But mm. I had to come to the realization, and I don't know if this is a spiritual recording, but, you know, I had to become Tim, older.
0: you know I'm a Christian. I had to make Tim, sure. you know I'm saved. You you think I'm going to have a podcast without talking about Jesus?
1: You are... <laughs> Let me not. <laughs> don't you put my business show. in them streets. Uh, whatever, Amen. You don't, l- don't you... Listen, <laughs> I am a renewed
0: man. I am a renewed man, Okay don't you be telling it, bro. Don't you be pulling up them old videos from college. It's a new day. (laughs) Lord, man, I got my family listening. They're going to be like, what was he doing? Praying and fasting. Praying and fasting. Follow me as I follow Christ. I'm sorry. You were saying you don't know if it's a a spiritual awakening. Yes, Tim, we can talk freely about, about faith here on the show.
1: Okay. But, you know, God had to allow God to make me whole. Amen. Um, Amen. I I don't know how far we're going. I don't, the rest of the questions, but if I could just give my testimony.
0: Go ahead, Tim, um, preach.
1: You know, when I was looking for someone to complete me, it really, and I found someone and I thought they were going to complete me. It mm. came with a whole bunch of mess. Ooh. I, from, how old was I? I was like 25. Yes. For 25 years, I have never had anxiety. Mm. I met someone and I wanted them to complete me. Mm. I developed anxiety. Wow. And I was like, Wow! and I would pray to God and say, God, why is this? Why do I have anxiety? i never had this before, Mm. to where I'm going to counseling. And then God spoke, and then I finally got to the presence of God, and it was like the anxiety was gone. Wow. It was like, yes, because you allowed me to complete you, and there's Mm. no anxiety with me. Hallelujah. With God.
0: That's true. That's true. And because and and I think that's um, that's so great that you talk about faith and, you know, here on the show, you know, we're always having that one thing that you're holding on to. That's not of this world. So you're never let down. And I think whenever you I, I think I was listening to this with Joyce Meyer on her podcast a couple of days ago, and she said, no matter what you do, whenever you interact with people. There is an opportunity for you to be let down. There is an opportunity for you to be disappointed. There's an opportunity for you not to get what you feel like you deserve to get. And when Mm -hmm. we are going into these interactions and exchanges in the dating world, we have to also be reminded that we need to not be so I don't want to say hopeful in the person. I think we should be hopeful in the experience and hopeful in the opportunity to get to know someone, but never putting that hope on the actual individual because that's only gonna put us in a position where we could potentially be let down, I think, in the long run. Yes. But well, that's an awesome know, testimony.
1: Bible,
0: oh. mm-hmm. Go ahead, Tim.
1: Go ahead. No, you go.
0: I mean, this is my show, but you're my guest, so keep going, please.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, <okay. laughs>
0: Oh, we keeping it real, you know, man. And,
1: um, <laughs> when that, when something like that happens, you know, I always go to the scripture. Was like, uh, put no, don't put and quote me if I'm wrong, because um, I don't know my Bible like that. Um, like
0: I do, don't okay.
1: Trust in, <laughs> don't put your trust in man because it will yeah. always let you down yeah um something like that that's i don't probably, listen um, i don't
0: know if that's the correct context but i know exactly what you mean i know exactly what you mean
1: you, you know look it up just look up google <laughs> don't trust a man uh,
0: i can't google it right now i'm in the studio bro <laughs>
1: the, 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 script, the scripture will pull out the scripture will come up uh don't let me don't let me google it because i will find it oh okay <laughs>
0: amen amen um
1: but, you know, because they will let you down and you, mm. you know, of course, trust, trust your partner, trust you, put your trust in them because they will fail you. Yeah. You even if you put your trust in yourself, you will fail yourself mm. at some point in time.
0: Mm.
1: The ball, you are to put your trust in God.
0: Okay. You preaching? And I can tell. I I can you. I can tell. I can tell you come from a a, a preaching family.
1: Uh, uh, listen. I don't know. I didn't mean to, for this to happen, but God has been doing something great in me
0: lately. And guess what? We're going to let him have his way here on the URC space. We, we ain't going to stop nothing the Holy Ghost wants to do. OK, so, Tim, I got another question for amen, you. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. I got another question for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're running close on time here. Uh, now, it's your time to be armchair dating coach. OK, so I want you to imagine that, you know, you and I are sitting At a coffee table And we have our listener Who is with us They just joined us At the table What would be the best advice You could give them To look at When it comes to dating Or for those who are Looking to be On the dating scene What's the best advice You would give them You've dropped some Really really good nuggets So far About being complete um, Having you know Sense of self Holding on to God Not you know Being so uh, Putting your trust In another person Uh, All of these things Are so good Good. Those are really good tips that we can all use. But what is, what is that one thing that you have discovered or maybe you've learned or you've read about that has really been mm-hmm. profound in your perspective on dating? It
1: would be two things.
0: Okay, Tim, I said uh, one. Don't
1: rush. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, go I ahead. Go help. ahead. No, I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you two. <laughs> I know black folks yeah. don't know how to just say one. Okay, go ahead. You can have two.
1: Don't rush the process. That's good. You can't put a time on love. Mm. It just has to happen.
0: But I'm 39. Sometimes, but I'm 39 and I've never been said, married. And I have no children and I want to have kids. What do you mean put no time on it?
1: That's a different scenario. So date, I mean...
0: No, don't go back on it, Tim. So, no, 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 39, no.
1: 39 is not a millennial. But... <laughs>
0: Oh, that's true.
1: You don't want to rush. You don't want to rush into anything. Mm -hmm. Get to know yourself and make sure you are getting the person you're dating knows Mm. themselves. You know, it's because then time, you know, would probably speed up because if you are 39, you want to hurry up and get married and have kids. But you also have to make sure you really know yourself and they really know them themselves. And you guys know that this is what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And you want to hurry up and get married and have kids. That's not um I know that's you know something that a lot of people wanna do, but we also have to just, you know, you wanna do it the right way. You don't wanna be 39, get married, have kids, two years later Mm divorced. You did all of that for what mm-hmm. just how you know yeah um you want to make sh- you want to be smart and i know it's hurtful i listen i'm 28 and all I'm, I'm looking at my friends and they married and and then i'm looking at them i'm like mm-hmm.
0: I, I know what you mean i'm 29
1: you wanna know listen i want to come home and say honey i'm home but instead i'm home i just it's the echo saying it back
0: to me. Well, you know what? Hold on. Oh, no, 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 no. That, that's not the echo. That's you in faith. Listen, if you are walking in your house and you're single and you're waiting to be married and you're you're really hopeful that that's going to be the next thing for you and you walk in your door and you say, honey, I'm home. That's faith. You are speaking. You you are speaking that into existence. You are speaking that into your reality. You are speaking that into your vision. It may not be a reality for you today. But there will be a day when you walk across that threshold and you're going to be like, I spoke this into the atmosphere. Your words have power. Amen. So don't discount that. But um, what I will say, Tim, is I forgot what I was going to say. So I'm going to go ahead and let you go to your second point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Have fun. Have fun.
0: Now, what kind of fun you know, we talking about? We talk. What kind of fun we
1: talking? Good, about? safe fun. Okay, you know, yeah, we, yeah, we somebody, need to clarify yeah, yeah, here on the show. We are not have
0: promoting fun, mm-hmm.
1: laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be and don't be such a stickler on. Okay, they got this, but they lack this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're, sometimes you're not going to get one hundred percent in a person. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so you're telling people to throw shy. the, have your standards, but don't be so rigid on your check sheet. In your checkbox.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just if they meet the ninety percent and they miss that ten percent and you're like, Oh no, you ain't one hundred percent. That hundred percent may never go. Yeah. And then you see here talking about you want a relationship and you give up on your ninety.
0: Yeah, yeah. I it's so interesting you say that. I spoke with uh one of my sisters um not too long ago and I was telling her about a relationship an interaction that I had and, um, I mm-hmm. was, you know, I met, I, I I, met someone on a dating app and, um, just mm-hmm. completely took me by surprise, completely took me by surprise in the sense of not the type that I've typically gone for, not, um, the interests that I've typically wanted to see, you know, she just completely opposite side of the spectrum It was like if I would have been so rigid on my list, like, well, she's not this and she doesn't look like this and she's not this tall and she's not, you know, if I was so rigid on my list, I would have missed out on meeting someone who I'm enjoying getting to know as a friend. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I think that's so good that you say to not be, I'm not be rigid. And I know what you mean. I had when you were like, I'm 28 and I'm getting older and, you know, I'm only hearing the echoes in the wall. I had someone literally tell me That it was time for me to, you know, get married and so I'm praying for you. I'm praying that, um, you know, you you find a mate because I do believe that God has somebody for you and it's time for that phase of your life. And I think that is one of the the worst things that anyone can say to anybody, especially if you're a Christian. Because there is no timetable on it. Like you were saying, you can't really put a timetable on God. You can't put God on a box. You can't say, well, I'm this age and, you know, all my friends are this. And so what? Everyone is on a different level in life. Everyone is going after different things. God is doing different things to everyone at different times. And there isn't a set pedigree or a recipe for when you should get married and when you should have kids. There's never a right time. And so um, I really hope that, you know, those of you who are listening today just feel encouraged. If you are single and you are, you know, you want to be dating or you're, you're into the dating scene, definitely don't get all caught up in what people are saying and aren't saying. And I know it can be frustrating, especially around the holidays when you come to the Thanksgiving table again as a single person (laughs) and folks still want to keep their mouths on you. But, you know, you just have to just be again. I think going back to what Tim was saying earlier in our episode today, you just got to be sure of yourself and you have to be sure of yourself enough to know that you're right where you need to be. You might not be where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be. You are certainly okay, and you're on your way to where God is going to open the door and he is going to give you the desires of your heart if you delight in him. Now, that is Bible. Tim, do you have any last words for our friends listening today?
1: Um, go in peace.
0: Shalom, shalom. <laughs> Tim, I want to thank you so much for being on the URC space today and helping us unbox this topic of love and relationships. It's been so great having you here on the show. Hope you won't be a stranger.
1: I absolutely uh, plan on not being a stranger. Thank you for having me, Sean. I was excited to be part of of this new thing that God has put in your heart.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Well, that was a lot. And the one thing I said, like I said in the, in the beginning today, Tim has such a comedic side to him that it just makes everything funny. And in the midst of that, he's also being so serious and so real and so relatable and, I'm just so thankful he was able to be one of the panelists here on the show. The biggest takeaway for me was not wanting to be so desperate, I think. You know, when Tim said that he wanted someone to complete him so much, he developed anxiety, never had anxiety. And then all of a sudden, because this person had to complete him, he developed anxiety. That just really opened my eyes and my ears to just make sure that I'm not sacrificing myself or putting myself in situations where I am going to be altering things that I experience or sense in my emotions because I want something so bad. It's going to come in time if it isn't God's will. Because another thing that I want to say is like not everyone's supposed to be married and not everyone is supposed to have kids and not everyone is supposed to be involved in that. So I just also want to err on just be careful with how you say things and frame things, especially to those who are of that age where the quote unquote expectation of marriage and children should already be in place. Everybody, like I said, you know, in the show, everyone is on a different track and not everyone's supposed to be married and everyone's supposed to have kids. I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to be married or have kids, I mean, we'll we'll see. Even though, just a random aside, I think because we're talking about love and dating and all this stuff, I had a crazy dream the other night that I was getting married and when I got to the wedding venue, it was like in a convention center. It wasn't even in a church or like a a, a beach or anything like that, it was in a convention center. And it, it had to be like a scene out of Married at First Sight, which I have not watched in a really long time. But I got there, I didn't know anyone. Like I didn't know the bride. I remember I got to the altar, I didn't know who she was. I didn't know her family. Um, the groomsmen that I had, I didn't know them. It was like all staged. And the one thing that I remembered about this, about this wedding was at the wedding reception and a woman walks up to me and she sits down. She's got this big poofy hair and she leans over to me and I look at her and instantly I recognized who it was. And it was like, oh my goodness, finally, I know somebody here at the wedding. It was Oprah Winfrey. And Oprah w- and I were having a conversation and Oprah said, you know, I read your book and I really like it. Would you like to come on um, to my show and have a conversation about it? And then I woke up. Yeah. So, We're going to just leave that right there. I don't know if you are a Daniel or a Joseph or a Dream Interpreter and you know what's going on, feel free to let me know. Hit me up on Instagram at Nash Speaks Live. And if you've enjoyed this series so far and the content that we're doing here on the URC Space, would you mind to share it with a friend? I would love for them to join our conversations as well. Well, until we continue our next guest who is going to be here with us in the studio, I want you to remember to keep unboxing your life one blank space at a time. Living undone. Knowing you're unbreakable and embracing the reality that you're simply unfinished. Stay free and I will see you next week.